And this time on Culture File, the not-so-secret language of the loom. Hadi Maktabi is an art historian Instagrammer, yep, a thing, as well as a dealer and above all a lover of antique carpets. He runs the century-old family business in the Lebanese capital, where the woven treasure is piled high. But Dr. Maktabi reaches out across the planet, both via the gram and this week via an online lecture for Dublin's Chester Beatty Gallery. Culture Files on your Gallagher put through a call to the Hadi Maktabi Gallery for Rare Carpets and Antiques, Beirut. In Asia, it's been the art of weaving that has been the greatest purveyor of ideas, motifs, themes, political messages, you know, incitements to revolution. I mean, this is what Lenin did after the Bolshevik takeover in 1918. There were great hordes of uh, Armenian and Azerbaijani rugs spreading communist propaganda. And it's been this way in Turkey, in Iran, in India, all over the world, really, until the present day, because these objects rotate and circulate very efficiently in society, and people understand them. This is how it is. My name is Hadi Maktabi. I run the Hadi Maktabi Gallery for Rare Carpets and Antiques based in Beirut, Lebanon. Um, this is a fourth generation uh, dealership in antique carpets and textiles. And uh, we went uh, online in the early 2000s and uh, have a firm presence nowadays uh, on social media and other platforms. And so using our global network of agents, sub-dealers, you know, merchants scattered across the souks of uh, Cairo, Isfahan, Azerbaijan, you know, Istanbul and so on, and uh, uh, our uh, affiliations with auction houses in the U.S., and Europe as well, we managed to boost our transcontinental trade. And then when the pandemic hit uh, slightly less than a year ago and everything went online, um, I think it's no underestimation saying that maybe 95% of current business is online. And of that 95%, maybe something like 90% is overseas, not local. It's uh, social media and online platforms like the one we're using at the moment, have really made the world closer in a sense, while locally we're all far apart from our loved ones. You know, it's uh, it's contradictory in a sense, but there you have it. I really like what I do and I greatly appreciate the uh, the artworks that I look after for which I am a custodian I believe until I find uh, until a safer pair of hands takes them over The world of oriental carpets is quite a wide one but we can break it down in a number of simple ways either by fabric and materials in this case it's wool and silk for the most part and We can also break them down by uh, region or country. Uh, But the best way of uh, distinguishing carpets in a scholarly and logical manner is by background. So we have tribal rugs, those made by nomads uh, living in tents and migrating between summer and winter pastures. Their uh, carpets are coarser, but they are more abstract. Their dye materials are more vibrant and bold, and the motifs are simpler. These were made in their tents for their own usage. Secondly, we have village carpets, 
and these were made in cottages, in farmhouses and so on. And these carpets tend to be clunky. They do not have the essence or spontaneity of tribal carpets, but neither do they have the finesse of city carpets. Most famously, we have city workshop carpets, those designed by professional artists, where everything is symmetric and precise, not counts are higher. The silk content is far, far higher in this case. Designs tend to be either geometric and abstract, pictorial with the scenes depicting, say, famous rulers or celebrities. I have a feeling which uh, seems to be backed by market movements uh, over the last year or so. Um, and uh, this is the second time I've seen it in the last 20 years or so. When the going gets tough, people are more um, comforted or at ease by putting their hard-earned funds in uh, objects that are more secure. So in this case, antique carpets rather than new ones. The last time this happened was immediately following the financial crash of 2008 globally, when the price of gold went up, commodities like Brent oil and I don't know what went up. Antique objects, old objects, rare objects became more desirable. And I think this has been happening. Um, in a sense, people are stuck at home. So more and more people are uh, looking inwards now at redoing their homes. I have a very good friend and she's Iranian-Canadian, so her parents fled Iran in the 70s and they went to Toronto, like many. And I visited their home and I was really struck by not only the beauty of the rugs, but also I was really taken by how they were displayed. There wasn't much fuss in how they were displayed. They were all over the floors. Some of them were overlapping other ones. And it was very, not casual, but they were really used, I felt, which is a really nice aspect of the rugs. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, especially in Iranian society, both within Iran itself and, you know, the millions of expats around the world, carpets are a very integral component of the household of society, of the household, of the economy, and so on. And so, uh, you know, historically, whenever someone had some surplus left over from work, inheritance, some other source of income, they'd buy some rugs and they just stack them up at home, you know, one overlapping the other, one hidden under the other, you know, on a table here, over a mantelpiece there, under the bed, in a closet, just about anywhere. Uh, prior to modern day banking reaching the Middle East, this was, this and gold, how you stored your wealth. But the great advantage with carpets was that you really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it's a really beautiful type of um, art appreciation because it's so tactile and so warm. Yeah, and it is immediate in a sense. I mean, there are no rules saying this is more important than that. You like it, fair enough, end of story. And they are objects which uh, have soul. Ask anyone who has a carpet, there's always a story behind it. I was walking in the market here, I was, you know, went into an antiques shop in a little village in the Cotswolds, or, you know, I, I was in New York and I attended an auction with my cousin and then this thing came up. And there's always a story behind it. It's never a mundane activity acquiring it. It's as much about the journey as the destination, really.
Paddy McTabby there talking to Anya Gallagher and he'll be talking again this coming Thursday 21st at 1.10pm in a lecture called Planes, Trains and Instagram 100 Years of Carpet Dealing. Register at chesterbeatty.ie.